Hello and welcome to Switch It, the podcast that has also gone 11 years without winning a major. Anyway, from greens to green tops, at least theoretically, the English season has begun and along with the ongoing IPL we have plenty to talk about, including the announcement this week of England's preliminary World Cup squad. To discuss all this and more, I'm joined by two champions still undeniably at the top of their game, Andrew Miller and Mark Butcher. <coughs> I trust you enjoyed your weekend's sporting action, uh, Butch, presumably watching Rory Burns compile a tidy 98 on the Surrey livestream. Uh, almost, almost entirely, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, comebacks abound, weren't they? Um, the biggest one, of course, Hasib Hamid. Exactly right. Um, the script. <laughs> I had a feeling that might be coming up somewhere. Uh, yeah, and, and there may have been something else going on in Florida. Um, what well, Georgia actually to be more uh, to be more Somewhere precise. Over the pond. But yeah, I mean it's a, it's a sport that we don't talk about on this show, so we won't. No, uh, an, another uh, sport with lots of uh, pomp, circumstance, and silly rules. <laughs> we wouldn't know <coughs> anything about it. Um, we've had a couple of weeks of championship action, Miller, but really it's hard to get away from the overriding goal of the summer, uh, England's great white ball hopes. We'll get a list of names from Ed Smith this week, uh, albeit with the scope to change things before May 23rd, uh, and there are unlikely to be too many surprises. There aren't. I mean, I guess the one thing we've seen from um, the IPL ongoing at the moment is we've seen the big names have been big names in, in that tournament. This is, this is, this is um, something that feels like a change of emphasis from how the IPL used to be for England players. They used to go out there a bit wide-eyed and think, ooh, let's go out and then learn. But this time, you know, you've got, you've got uh, Joss Butler tearing it up, got Johnny Bairstow tearing it up. Ben Stokes has had his moments, as we, I'm sure we'll discuss in a minute, but you know, there's, no, there's no question that the big names are gunning for what's going to be a big summer. They will, they will be across it. Uh, it just leaves a few fringe candidates to be filled in, and I, and I dare say we'll be filling those in in the next few minutes. Again. Again. <laughs> well, yes, it's, it's not a new topic. Um, <laughs> with apologies, though, Butch, as, as Switch Hits head of selectors, uh, for the record... Oh, really? That's a promotion? <laughs> yeah, there's no pay rise, unfortunately, no, but right. your, your World Cup 15, uh, what, who's Ed Smith going to, or who Ed, should Ed Smith <sighs> be uh, inking in this week? Right, OK. Well, there, I mean, there are, there are very, very few surprises, really, and I expect none from, uh, uh, I say none, I expect half of one, perhaps. Um, <laughs> half when, of one surprise. When the preliminary, not quite finalised, this isn't really the actual 15, um, gets announced on Wednesday. Um, but so Roy, Bearstow, Root, Morgan. Okay, there's four. Definitely, <laughs> definitely in Stokes. Um, is this, this is Josh really Butler. Difficult. Josh Butler might <laughs> get a game. Yeah, yeah. Stokes Butler, um, Moen Ali, Rashid Wood, uh, Wokes, Wood. Wokes. Then it gets tricky, doesn't it? This is this is where the, the discussions maybe do uh, centre. But Plunkett, up uh, Plunkett, yes. Pl- I mean, that's kind of that's an that's your eleven, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got um, <laughs> your sort of like your first choice eleven, as things stand at the moment, would be would be those. Um, and then Alex Hales is your spare batsman, so that makes twelve. Um, I, personally, I think that England would would need to go. Will pick. David Willey as a left armer mm-hmm. because that would be the the one left arm option that they've got. That's thirteen. I also think that given that England want to and need to play and and are able to play two spinners in every eleven that they pick, 
um, given the amount of all-rounders that they have, that they would be remiss in not selecting in their main 15 um, a backup spin bowler. And I think that the best guy who, who you know, best 10 overs worth of, of, of spin bowler that England could pick um, is Liam Dawson. Um, so for that reason, he gets the nod above Joe Denley, who would who'd be more of a kind of, you know, a, a sort of a, a three, four over fill-in bowler. Um, so Dawson would, would also make the squad, which leaves uh, one place. Um, and for me, that comes down between the, uh, the death expertise of Tom Curran and the um, as yet untried, untested, all-round um, cover, new ball, middle innings, death that Joffre Archer could offer you. So there is that's that will be the thing that will exercise um, the, the selectors more than anything else, I should think. And the the great thing about it is is that they have you know they don't have to select this squad until May. Um, Archer will get his chance. The final to, date is uh, May the twenty second. Is it twenty third? Twenty second. Yeah. <coughs> um, and and injury replacement. Yeah, and and England will have had the chance to have had a look at um, at Jofra Archer in the Pakistan series and the run up to that, and he could either you know light his name up. Um, and make himself impossible to leave out, or you know, England could settle on the on pretty much the fifteen guys who have got them to the number one side in the world. Um, so you know, I don't, there's no need to panic. Um, there's no need for any sort of um, you know definitive statements about this is how we're going to go and, and, and this is going to ruin everything if we if we decide to change it. England have still got time on their side, and they have enormously talented players on their side. Um, and so whichever way they decide to go with this. Um, England will be happy that they've got some very, very fine players who should get them to a World Cup final. Um, they'll probably, it seems, name a slightly enlarged squad, Miller, for the uh, Islands in an ODI and the, then Pakistan in a five-match series. So, I mean, we would expect that Archer will be involved there. That's been pretty much um, signposted by Trevor Bayliss. Mm. I mean, <clears throat> any chance for sort of Sam Curran or, or someone else on the fringes like that? Or, or will, I mean, is Archer really the one that we're all going to be looking out for over the next uh, four weeks or so? Yeah, I think, I think surely he's the one to look out for. I mean, Sam Curran's an interesting one. He, he clearly has shown the, the ticker, the temperament, the big match ability with, with that stunning performance in the IPL. But I'm just not... Patrick in the second game. Patrick in the second game to, to turn the game on its head. And, and, he's, and he's, you know, he's been opening the batting and, you know, scoring... 20 off 10 you know he's not 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 gone nuts but he's he's been able to hit the ground running and smack boundaries from from the word go which you know you can't dispute that this is a guy who has got exceptional talent i just don't think he fits into any of england's plans in in any particular category in the way that the taller bowlers like archer or plunkett say would uh, go in as as definitive in, bowlers in 50 over, in 50 over cricket exactly that uh, I mean Archer has got to be the, the one that England have got their eye on though because of the this anomaly of, of him only having played 14 list A games England mm. have got to try him out they've got to test him in as many scenarios as possible just to make sure that they're not barking up the wrong tree I don't think they are but until you, no. you until you've stretched someone over 10 overs rather than 4 and you know expect them to bat for however many overs it may be if England have one of their you know, 60 for eight moments and someone's got to, got to get them through to the 50 overs, is Archer going to be that man? You know, the, I, don't know I don't know how many scenarios they can possibly test in, in this small I window. Think, you know what, I think that his, that his batting, along with that, the batting of Tom Curran, um, along with the batting of, of Liam Plunkett, they're all completely and utterly red herrings 
they can all hit hit a long ball. They can all come in and and perhaps uh, provide a flourish at the end of an innings, either to chase something down or to set something. Um, it's it's literally that will be selected on their on their merits. The, the batting bowlers. of your number ten probably shouldn't shouldn't do, but in this team it won't. And it won't. I mean, <laughs> I'd be unbelievably surprised if it, if that even raised its head because all of them are, are capable of in and out of the park. It's not like mm. you're picking somebody that hasn't got a right. hasn't got a clue. Absolutely. Um, but it, so yeah, I mean, look, his, his as I've said numerous times over the last couple of months, his, he has the ability to fill in for everybody. A dodgy nip, Chris Wokes knee. The only person he couldn't fill in for was David Willey because I'm not sure that is left <laughs> up. But you know, he's, you know, a dodgy Chris Wokes knee, a, a Liam Plunkett perhaps running out, running out of, out of a bit of gas. Mm-hmm. Um, he could fill in for Wokes with the new ball. He could fill in for Plunkett, not more than fill in for Plunkett in the in the middle overs, and he can bowl at the death. That this is what he offers. Um, and in a and in a 15, the, the key hit thing here for me is, is that it's a 15 man squad, and that what you're not doing is picking a guy to come in and replace somebody in the 11. You're picking somebody who might not play a part um, you know, for, for a large part of the tournament, but then might have to fill in for a specific guy at some point. And that's why, for me, he makes a, a, a compelling, more of a compelling case than, than any of the others. And, and similarly, for that reason, why I think Tom Curran is a guy who they will almost certainly have on standby, just in case yeah. Wokes' his knee goes, and suddenly yeah. they do need a guy who can, who can be trusted to do a job at the death um, and fill in that fill and in that could, role. could win them the World Cup could as, win the World as Cup as a noted expert uh, told you uh, indeed Jay Dernbach I had a fascinating chat with Jay yeah, Dernbach yeah. sorry, sorry press day because you know yeah. I've, I've got an awful lot of time for, for what he has done for the young guns at Surrey and for your own and, and for my own back of the back of the hand slayer ball <laughs> the, the, the best best ball I've ever, ever, ever bowled and he, 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 he taught me meticulously the <laughs> tricks but no, joking aside he, you know uh, Jade had his had his um, sort of moment when he <laughs> arrived, sort of crash bang wallop into the middle of England's white ball setup without anyone really knowing what he was or where he'd come from. But he had this extraordinary trick up his sleeve, the you know, the ability to bowl slur balls, the like of which no one ever seen. Now everybody bowls these slur balls, but he's got this. Um, I think he's he's set a, a certain dynasty going. You can see an awful lot of Jay Dernbach's methods in Tom Curran's, mm. but but Tom Curran has got this the game brain. Uh, I think Jade never quite developed in his time yeah, as an English player. More than likely. I mean, both. I think both Karens, you know, we, and, and Tom may well may well make it in the squad. Believe me, if he if he does, I'll be I'll be delighted. Mm. It's not like I'm I'm gunning for him not to be in it. Um, but but you can see that the next, you know, 2023 next World Cup round, they're, mm. they're both going to be in that side, aren't yeah. they? I mean, you know, they've got a long lot a lot of time in front of them, um, uh, and will be a, a huge players. You would think for England in all formats. Um, to come, I think one thing that's really important to, to just just to make sure that everybody's on on the page here with what happens in terms of injury during the World Cup. If it's a, if it's a, an injury where somebody gets wiped out, basically you know they're not going to be able to take any further part. You are allowed to replace them. Hence, Tom Curran on standby or whatever. But what you can't do, and which is why I think the need for a specialist spin bowler to cover the two spinners, and why I think Archer kind of gets in above everybody else, is you can't replace somebody who's going to be like say Chris Wokes' knee flares up and he has to miss one game you know an yeah, in between match can't you can't bring somebody in and out so which is why you kind of you need to have a, a ready made replacement for whoever um, the injury has afflicted whether that mm. be you know Plunkett well, I mean you know fingers crossed they, they don't have any problems but that's why I think the wisdom is there to have somebody that can cover everybody 
Um, and then you have the, the likes of Tom Curran on standby for somebody who ends up with a catastrophic you know, um, competition ending um, injury. Just as Wokes had with, in the Champions Trophy when his side went, yeah. obviously, which, yeah. was, which yeah. was um, touch wood. That doesn't happen to him again because he will be fundamental. Don't touch wood, you might break him. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. I mean, I mean, it's with, with all this in mind that the IPL is sort of holds as much significance as, as um, anything going on in England at the moment. Um, it's been a bit of a mixed bag for, for <laughs> the, the contingent who are out there. Um, Sam Curran's had his moments. Johnny Bairstow and Joss Butler are sort of tearing it up. Um, ben Stokes has had an impact on some games. Yes, yes. I mean, it's so fascinating with Stokes. I mean, it, it kind of kind of comes back to the point about Curran is that you know, um, as as Dermatch was saying the other day, the, the one thing that Curran and Stokes actually have in common is that they want to be the hero. They they want to be the guys who are brave enough to put themselves out there and be the guys who deliver the victory. The one thing that poor Ben Stokes doesn't have and have in his. In his favour, unfortunately, is a cool head. He's 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 a hot-headed hero who will just charge charge into the burning building and probably probably get burned up. <laughs> there's, there's there's no um there's no quite there's not quite the same. He's certainly not afraid to um to put himself out there. Um, yeah, and some <laughs> eighteen to defend at, uh, at the death. I think it was in the against CSK, mm. um and it and it all kind of went off. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sixes, no balls, not no balls. Tony March on the no pitch. Balls. Donny um, inviting himself to be banned for three matches, and then uh, then nobody having the balls to deliver the uh, to deliver it. Um, yes, I mean, yeah, he, he keeps he keeps Jules popping up, particularly a, in India, Kolkata particularly in Kolkata. He keeps po- uh, you know keeps <laughs> popping up in these scenarios um, <coughs> scenarios whereby he ends up on the on the on the sort of really chastening end of a, of a loss. Um, they're not sort of, you know, it's not that you're defending nine and, you know, the opposition gets over the line. You've kind of got it stacked in your favour and once again he's ended up on the on the wrong side of it. I mean, you know, I think there's a there's a decent reason why Owen Morgan has, has tried to keep Ben away from bowling at the end in, in England games, mm. unless it's absolutely necessary. Unless he was, he's had to gamble on taking wickets with, with one of his other death bowlers earlier. He, he, he doesn't want to put him in that scenario. Ben Stokes would, wouldn't shy away from doing it. Totally. But um, you know, I think he's got he's got better options. Um, and, and, and Stokes, you know, it's, it, it's it's easy to be wise after the after two such traumatic events for him at the mm. death. But uh, you know, his assets are better used elsewhere. He's a guy who can come in in the middle overs, a bit like a bit like Plunky. We haven't mm-hmm. really talked about him yet, but he's a guy who, as we've seen in Test cricket as well, he can change a game in an over when there's when the when you know you don't want to be coming down to the last roll of the dice to change the game. You want to change the game before you have to roll the dice at the last minute, and mm-hmm. and that's what he does so well uh, with you know the variety of ways in which he can skin his cats or like, you know, come <laughs> in and bounce people out or swing the ball or whatever else or, or just just yes, conjure a wicket from conjure a wicket from somewhere, and, and you know he will defend, he will uh, carry on doing that regardless <laughs> of, regardless of these um, operations. We've also had the, uh, uh, the heartwarming sight, I suppose, of the um, bromantic uh, <laughs> opening partnership at Sunrisers Hyderabad. I'm not quite sure what. Oh, the, they the both both got beers and everything now, haven't they? <laughs> Yeah. Berner, Warstow, it doesn't quite work as a, as a sort of um, uh, amalgam name, but, uh, but they've provided some ashes kindling, certainly, with this opening partnership. Um, and Berstow playing himself into form nicely, you think. Yeah, mm. I rather thought it was going to be a bare war when they got out there, but it uh, hasn't quite, hasn't quite come, come to fruition. No, no, it's, all, it's a love-in. Yeah, um, no, it, it's, been, uh, it's been remarkable. I mean, this is Bairstow's first IPL, of course. Yeah, first yeah, IPL. Yeah. He, he, he always looked like it was going to be an absolute bargain. Was it? Two, 250 <coughs> grand was an mm. you know, absolute bargain for a, for a, a world-class opening batsman. 
you know, who's who you know who's going to be absolutely fundamental to England's success in in this in this in this World Cup? Well, but who had gone off the boil a little bit in in uh, the but last the, six but the, as we said before though, the one thing about Bairstow, the moment the moment you say he's off the boil, he will <laughs> he will find a way to be back on the boil because he just starts steaming and thinks that everyone's out to get him and yeah takes it out in the bowlers. It was it's been it's been bewilderingly impressive to watch. I tell you what's a great thing though, and uh, this counts for all sport, is that. You you put you have two people on opposing sides. They'll rub each other up the wrong way. There'll, there'll be intense dislike of certain characters, etc. But you end up in the same dressing room as them, and you f- and, and everything's fine. You know, it, it, there's a there's that saying, isn't it? He's a he's a bit of a of a bleep, but, but he's, he's our bleep. Yep. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, and you know, so, and that's how it works. You know, you've got two guys who are fabulous players at the top of the order in a in a, in a batting lineup that that sh- frankly struggles beyond uh, beyond the two of them. Um, and they're inseparable out there on the pitch, and, and have and have put together a terrific relationship, stroke partnership. I mean, whether that means they speak to each other off the field doesn't really matter. Does it? But it's, it's wonderfully demystifying as well. And this is this is something that that uh, Owen Morgan has preached since the year dot for the IPL and and Kevin Peterson for that mm. matter, saying that you know there is there is something incredibly important for international sportsmen to be able to demystify your opponent and. You know, obviously, we all know about what happened during the Ashes, the you know the the, the abuse and 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 everything else that went on on the pitch. And Bester was categorically at the at the centre of, of of the vitriol flying down. Uh, you know, next Ashes, next World Cup, next time he meets Warner on the pitch, it's just going to be a different dynamic. Uh, regardless of what what comes chirping at him from from the slips, he he won't just have heard it all, all before. He'll have seen the other side of him and be able to just turn around and laugh. Uh, in a way that you know, you know, Johnny's not not known for yeah. for, for seeing the seeing the lighter side at times, but the, this may be may be very helpful for him. So, uh, and you've got uh, obviously Stephen Smith at uh, Radisson as well with mm, Butler and, Josh, and Stokes. Yeah. And well, I mean, yeah, Steve Smith's a great guy, really. I mean, he is. He's a he's a really nice young fella. Um, regard you know, regardless of any of the other stuff. So, it'd be, it'd be, I find it incredibly <laughs> difficult to 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 believe that the, that they wouldn't have got on. Yeah, um, you know, to extraordinarily talented cricket players in the same side swapping stories and, and techniques and whatever and trying to trying to figure out ways of getting better mm. in order to help them um, in in their quest to, to be a, a top side in the IPL but that, that rubs off in their careers as well as as, uh, as individuals Certainly. Joss will want to break records and, and keep in <coughs> place in the test match side become a brilliant test match player Steve Smith's been criticised in the past for his 50 over batting not being dynamic enough so the two of them will be without any question will be kind of trying to find out what and they and can cut, from one another in terms of making countries. themselves better I mean it's just the way it goes and it cuts across countries as well I mean you know I've seen pictures of, of Moeen sitting next to Virat on, on, on the RCB plane going from one city to the from next one defeat to the next one <laughs> defeat to the next exactly but that's kind of, kind of the point isn't it I mean Moeen has, is one of the few England players out there who's done next to nothing really no one's really noticed him do anything for mm. RCB but yeah. at the same time he's still it's hanging late, out with Cody on a day to day basis six or seven games as well day to day basis yeah. hanging out with hanging out with the, the, with, with the superstar in Kohli and, and again the, 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 the knock-on benefits that, that may come further down the line if these two teams meet in the final you know the, the intel that will come just from witnessing them at close quarters is, is invaluable do, do you think that applies to the, the players that sort of go from city to city game to game without getting a go I mean, Sam Billings is out there not playing um, Joe Denley has made one appearance for <laughs> KKR and um, lasted one ball mm-hmm. um, could be in England's World Cup well, again, uh, yeah, reckoning, as we discussed. I, I, I mean, think it's I think it's really tough. I think it's it's, it's tougher on. I mean, I saw it firsthand with um, 
with Jason Roy when, he, was when he got picked for Gujarat. And they had, their batting lineup consisted of opening batsmen. They were all guys who opened yeah. batting in white ball cricket. And Jason, McCullum and, and Yeah, and Jason like sort of had one go at the top of the order and then wasn't seen again. And he then missed out on, you know, miss, missing out on the, the early part of the English summer and lost his place in the England side. I mean, mm. that seems like a long time ago now. So for the for young guys, particularly ones who who who, who harbour um, ambitions to play Test match cricket and, and, and all other forms, to miss the early season um, in, at home is bloody difficult. To then go back and, and suddenly pick up where where everybody else has got two months of, of cricket under their belt, um, and Jason found that really hard. Mm. Sam Billings has been used to it over the last few years, and, and I suppose from his point of view, he just started to put the sort of numbers on the board playing for Kent. That might get him noticed as, as a bit more than just somebody who's a backup wicketkeeper who can slog it at seven. And he's now found himself once again back in the position where he's not playing any cricket. Yeah. Kent have just registered their first championship win in Division One since 2010 or something, you know. So well, that, it's, it's bittersweet for those. It's, it's bittersweet for these guys who are. Um, and perhaps who Den- Denley's almost more pertinent there because he's a guy in possession in the Test team. And yeah. you know what? What effect will not being involved in those those matches for Kent in the top flight have? You know while. You know, well, Hassi Hamid and all sorts so, of making making the, so making throwing the move. It, throwing it forward to so the Ashes here. So you've got yeah. So Hamid's made a hundred. You've got Rory Burns sort of consolidating his the position that he holds at the moment in the in the Test match side. Um, numbers two and three are by no means settled um, in that lineup, and and therefore you know not being here in the early part of the season for Joe Denley and not playing is is, is not doing him any favours at all. Well, we will certainly get on to uh, that um, mention of. Smith and Warner. Australia have announced their World Cup squads. Obviously, England's is to come this week. We've had Australia <laughs> and India today. <laughs> um, we've we've provided, provided helpful printouts here. <laughs> um, <coughs> no, no huge surprises there. I mean, I think everyone expected Smith and Warner to be in Australia's 15, and, and albeit they can make changes, as we've discussed. But mm. there was no Peter Hanscombe who seem to be pretty integral to... Well, they've won eight ODIs in a row, which seems extraordinary given their form over uh, the past sort of uh, 18 months or so. No Hanscom, no Mitchell Marsh, no Josh Hazelwood. Yeah, I mean, I guess it counts as that great cliche, a nice problem to have, which is which is not something you expected to say of Australia going to this World Cup, is that, you know, be able to be able to say that mm-hmm. not picking Hanscom is a nice problem. Is it? No one really expects that to be a problem at all. So, you know, it, it, it's a funny one. They, they have done remarkably well in the last few months. I still, I still honestly think they're a notch or two short of where you would usually expect an Australia team to be at this stage going into a World Cup, given they basically win it every time they turn up. <laughs> so um, I'm, not, I'm not blown away by, by the squad. I, I, I was mightily impressed with their victory in India, the, the bounce-back mm-hmm. ability they showed to, to, to steal that one. I'm not sure beating Pakistan proved an awful lot because they, they're, they're in one of their weird moods at the moment. It's so. a bit of, it was a bit of a second-string Pakistan it team was as well, bit, yeah. Safraz and a bunch of other players. Exactly. I mean, I still look at that, that team. You put David Warner and Steve Smith back in. I mean, that's why I, lots of people sort of going, oh, how, come, how is Hans not in the side? Well, he's not in the side because David Warner and Steve Smith are in it. You know, 
Sorry, yeah. lads, but someone, someone's going to miss out for those two, <laughs> exactly. and it just happens to be you. Uh, um, I mean, is there an argument that Smith doesn't make their strongest well, uh, 50 over certainly 11, if, if and, you, and Hanscom was the man in the side and in form? I mean, if you were to pick up pick up where he left off against in, against England last year before before the ban, I mean, he averaged 20 with, uh, in five matches in a, in a 4-1 defeat, and his strike rate was about 70, I think. So mm. he was way off the pace, way, way, way off the pace. But equally, he'd just come off the back of, of terrible up the ashes with 600 runs so you know it, it swings around about so perhaps he was just feeling a little bit a little bit jaded felt like it was a bit of an afterthought much as England have traditionally considered uh, post ashes ODIs to be an afterthought perhaps he's just catching catching his breath there's no doubt he's still quality and, and um, you know he can, he, he can certainly turn it on and resting um Josh Hayeswood, who I think has had his injury problems, uh, mm. won't do their Ashes hopes any harm, I suppose, either. No, I mean, that, that's, not, that, that's not terminal for Hazelwood's World Cup hopes, is it? That's just he's not been well, yeah, announced it, it, in this no, preliminary no, you could, you could But, you, but again, you look at, the, look at the people, the sort of the specialists, if you like, white ball specialists, if you like, who've sort of come in in this place, um, guys like Jai Richardson and Jason Berendorf, um, they're, they're pretty decent replacements. Um, and there's a bit of variety, isn't it? Left, left arm, arm and, yeah, and, yeah. and pace with slower balls Richardson. and things like that. So they, they've got. <coughs> I, I think it looks like a decent squad. I do. I mean, it's not a terrifying one, but I think it's a. I think it is a very, very handy squad. Um, you and know, it, it, <laughs> India's India. The, the, the headline there is, is no Rishabh Pant. Yeah. With uh, Dinesh Kartik, the sort of backup to to MS Dhoni, and yeah. they've, they've got questions around the middle order. I think yeah. no Ambati Rodu. Kedo Jadav and yeah, I mean, uh, maybe Pan, Vijay Pan's, Shankar are the, are the Pants are really weird one. Pants are really weird one. I, 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 you know, the little I've seen of him, he he looks like an absolute absolute gun. Uh, mm. And you know, I uh, this here, here's one here's one to pick out and 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 spray across the walls when 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 it all backfires. But Dhoni just just to me feels like he's the wrong side of of undroppable, and you know. <laughs> Clearly, he's he's done a job and he's he gets India across the line. I just feel like he he he's taking too long to get them get them across the line these days. And back in the day, he would have done it with a bit a bit to spare. Now he's doing it with two balls, one ball to spare. And you know, a win is a win. You, the, the the result is all that matters. But so he, it, 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 he thinks it's the IPL every time yeah. he goes out and it has to finish off the last ball. Exactly. I mean, maybe, <laughs> you know, I, I I just worry for India that that you know, a bit, bit like. Bit like Liam Plunkett, you know, there, there is that tailing off that, that's clearly occurring for such a champion in Dhoni's case. Is it is it too much to ask him to to be the hero again and again and again? I I wonder whether whether they should have yeah thrown thrown the lot in with with the kid to be honest. But um, I, I'm I'm I prepare to eat some, well, eat some humble pie on that one. Some Dhoni naysaying. <laughs> um, uh, we'll. Um, Give out the address for your hate mail <laughs> at the end of the programme. Um, back in England, then, you, you've mentioned um, Liam Plunkett. We have the Royal London Cup starting this week. Uh, and, I mean, this, this should be um, an important competition for the likes of Plunkett, obviously newly with Surrey, um, Jason Roy, his teammate there, Owen Morgan, who's been playing Red Bull uh, in April, <laughs> so I've heard of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Chris Wokes, with his, we talked about his knee, Adil Rashid, players like that. Um, this is all building into the 2019 summer to inspire the millennials and make cricket great again. Uh, yes, before it becomes a, a, a development tournament next year, which is, which is all very baffling. Well, yes, these uh, comments by Gordon Hollins, the yes. um, count, managing director of, of county cricket. So the 
we, we won't go down the hundred rabbit hole again. But oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to that. <laughs> but but, the, I mean, yes, this seems to be the aim is to win the World Cup this year and then um, the fifty over fifty over cricket. Yeah. 50 over cricket. So it's just it's just they're making up as they go along, aren't they? But um, but no, I mean, it, it it does it does bring a little bit of focus, <laughs> uh, you know, a welcome focus as far as I'm concerned on on on, on the fifty over tournament because you know back in the day when when the final was still pushed back to August August or even September <laughs> it was like you know, in absolutely who, who, who gave a damn by that by that late stage sadly now all of a sudden the final is going to be in the week leading up to the World Cup yeah. there will be an awful lot of focus I mean, on is, it's like the old B&H actually yeah. Yeah. With, with, but as a sort of a larger larger group stage as opposed to the sort of the regional ones um, and yeah that, it's, a, it's a good tournament I don't, I, you know I don't expect there to be huge crowds for it. It's, it's, too, it's too early in the in the summer. It's not summer yet. Uh, <laughs> um, You've been but outside. Then, <laughs> but then that was, but, but that's that was what it was like in in the uh, you know in those early Benson and Hedges competitions. Um, and you know you get down to the it was quarter I think it was quarterfinals, semis and finals. You'd, you'd get a decent decent crowd in. Um, but again, it's kind of it's a little bit more like of, of looking at. At the form shown by the by the, the World Cup incumbents, and it's also I think the interesting um, thing viewing wise is just seeing whether or not the whether or not that how far down the talent goes, how you know how much extraordinary explosive cricket and cricketers there are below the ones that we know a lot mm. about, um, and so yeah, so it'd be brilliant watch them see see a generation of, of England 50, 50 over white ball players. Show their wares, be unbelievably yeah. brilliant, and then uh, dispatch the tournament to the uh, to the backwaters, never to be heard of again <laughs> next year. It'd be superb. What a I mean, there'll be people like Ben Duckett, Sam Hayne, mm. Daniel Bell Drummond, who who won't be getting a World Cup looking, but uh, mm. but you know, can sh- as Butch says, show what fifty over cricket has become uh, to England in, mm. in yes. the last sort of years since since that change of emphasis. Absolutely, and, and guys like Will Jacks at Surrey, guys who, mm. who are clearly going to going to be a bit of a thing for Surrey today. You, you just keep well, they, they, all they, the love. They, 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 the, the academy of, uh, of England. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm clearly too lazy to leave London. That's, that's what it was really about. But, but the, the fundamental point is, they, they, you know, they have produced some extraordinary players who have just hit the ground running in the last last uh, few weeks and months and years, and and you know, they're all they're all doing. Quite a job, so there's going to be quite a queue to to, to get a get a gig this summer. It's already already yeah. forming. We went to Surrey's media day, and, and pretty much everyone who came out was an England candidate in one form or another. Yeah. Quite a queue to, to talk some to some them. of the age group, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, right then to the main event. Um, it has been an un, uh, an April of unusually high scores in the championship. This is what everyone's talking about, of course. Um, <laughs> <coughs> a, a less spiteful Dukes, apparently, um, uh, manufactured with the, the seam stitched more tightly. Like ret- 1990 all over again. <laughs> return, I've seen all of this before. <laughs> the return of the heavy roller. I'm sure you've got tails there, Butch. Um, pitches have been decent, too, mm-hmm. um, from the looks of the scorecard in Cardiff, uh, where there were 1,390 runs scored for the loss of 19 wickets. Um, the only place safer to bed in for an extended period would be the uh, Ecuadorian embassy. Uh, <laughs> uh, is this the end for now for the for the Dibley Dobbers? Um, but presumably you're not averse seeing batsmen enjoying some time in the middle. In no, no, absolutely not. Um, I, I, you know, you I think part of the part of the reason for for England's struggles to find sort of top order players with any sort of 
technique or any sort of um, that's it. That's a bit harsh. With it, with any sort of sort of staying power, staying power um, <laughs> has been the fact that the you know the ball has done an enormous amount in these last last few years. I don't um, you know one, one thing is for sure. Yes, it makes for exciting cricket, etc. It makes you know wickets tumbling, matches finishing within time. You know within two and a half three days. Yeah, it's kind of you know it's good. You're getting more results, but that's kind of not really the point. The point is is that you you're supposed to have to work for for results through playing uh, what can sometimes be a little bit of attritional type cricket. Um, it's supposed to be hard for the bowlers and the, and the batsmen are supposed to be out there batting for long periods of time. Um, and so, changing the ball, I'm not entirely uh, not entirely sure that that was necessary. I, I do feel that allowing the, the, the lumps and bumps to be rolled out of what could be a damp pitch starting in April is something that has always has always happened or always happened while I was playing and, mm-hmm. and there's no reason why that should ever have stopped so mm-hmm. the heavy roller is a good thing um, George would be very happy um, <laughs> which is always a good thing too um, and yeah I mean so so but the other thing I will say is that starting this early in the season although you know you would imagine green pitches and the ball going sideways etc um when it's freezing cold, the ball doesn't tend to do anything. <laughs> Having gloves on, pads on, <laughs> and a helmet on is lovely. You get, you get out there, you are warm, and the bowlers and fielders that want to be anywhere else but out. It's very, very difficult to, to bowl, bowl fast when it's freezing. And so, therefore, it, you know, in early season, funnily enough, it, the, the advantage is very much with the batters on, on, on more occasions than not. It was, it was certainly chilly at the Oval <laughs> over recent days. Yeah. And, um, and the pitches... Bar Ricky Clark, I think, no one really swung it. I mean, you can't keep Ricky down. No, you, of course you can't. But, that'd be, you know, that's, that's one of the... There are always... There are always unintended consequences of any changes that you make. Well, that's right, and and perhaps one of these. We're, we're some months out from the Ashes, but it's poking up behind the bowler's arm inevitably, <laughs> um, even with a World Cup uh, World, World Cup uh, imminent. But um, you know the phony war and all that. If this is a, a, a less volatile Duke's ball, um, is it? already advantage Australia with their extra pace through the air. Yes, uh, although, having said that, we, we have suddenly discovered that we, we do have pace lurking somewhere within within our setup. Uh, Mark Wood is is yeah, tearing it up to so keep, wrapped up in cotton keep him keep him vaguely fit. Joffre Arch will be will be available if he if he <coughs> if he's not burnt out by, by expectation. Um, so but no, Wood, I mean, Wood, Wood wasn't involved in, in Durham's opening no. uh, championship match, which I think was always at sort of England's discretion. So yeah, I think like that's probably wise. <laughs> I mean, he, he'd, he'd, have, he'd, have, he'd have frozen and snapped, so it's probably not a good idea. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I do I do agree though that um, that, that Australia's pace, the, the the guaranteed extra pace. I mean, it, the thing the thing with the thing we've seen with Wood in particular is you know he, there's been an awful lot of promise of pace, and then he comes out powder puff for, for whatever reason. Until that that spell in St Lucia and, and, yeah. and the Caribbean, when he was absolutely lightning, and so if if we can get that version of Mark Woods to combat the guaranteed pace that, that Hazelwood, um, Pattinson, start Cummins, Cummins the number one bowler, I think Cummins as well can can offer. <coughs> then then yeah, we, uh, there's there's going to be a squabble. But um, yeah, I I do have I do have a, a significant seed of concern about about um, Australia's quicks. Uh, well, I'm. Which brings me very nicely onto the thing that the the, the the issue that England have had, or the the area in selection where where um, James Taylor and and uh, and and dear old uh, Lord Ted um, Ted Smith, you know, be looking at is is top order batters, um, mm. and we, so far out of the sort of like the the young 
young lot, I suppose, the untried lot. You've got Zach Crawley with a first division 100, Joe Clark with 200s in the game against Yorkshire. Well, almost, um, although they declared nearly, on them. Yeah, yeah, declared <laughs> Fair enough. Um, you know, Sibley with, with hundreds for, for Warwickshire. Five and um, a Yes. Uh, the, interesting one, because I, I did mention and have mentioned over, over more than on more than one occasion that such as the, the plight for England and trying to find top-order players that, um, you know, that even guys who have had, had goes multiple um, before shouldn't be discounted. And Gary Balance has started off with a, with a couple of hundreds. David Milan, 100 yep. batting at number three for England in Perth, has made 100 and a, and a 60 in, in Div 2 for, yep. for, for so Middlesex. Saved a game against Jason saved. Holder, mm. uh, no less. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there are bit, basically what, is, what has happened and what the call has gone out, everyone's in with a shout, really. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and people have responded by, ma- by making runs by the, by the bucket load, which does, which does two things, really. One, one it sort of um, it, it shows that... that that there is some there are some talented players out there, despite what people may have said, but it also makes it more difficult. The more people are doing yeah. it, the more you start to think, oh, hang on a second. Okay. <laughs> you know, it becomes more difficult to to, to sort of separate the yeah, wheat from the chaff. When there's a dearth of options, correct? Well, okay, that's what there we've got. got but so you know, it's 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 interesting. I mean, Hasib for me, as I mentioned him at the top, he's he's this is the is a really good story because he kind of disappeared. That's but but also, just to, just to use, use a, a tenuous master's analogy, for a change, we have got a situation this summer whereby the, we're going to we're going to have a run in. We're going to have a you know the back the back yeah. nine of the masters. We've got a yeah. proper no. opportunity for nine, for ebbs and flows and championship games, ebbs and flows and ups and downs. It's not it's not the case. You know, you have a couple of guys who are who are sort of thought about as in the frame, and then they get a duck and duck and four and fifty two, and suddenly he's like, ooh, can we? Can't we? We will have a absolutely categorical ups and downs and, and, and timeline of, of achievement by the time yeah. that, that squad a, has to be picked. big sample yeah. size. big sample yeah. size which is, and, which is and really good. there are an awful I mean, lot of people who've made good starts. It will almost feel, I mean, even though even though the Ashes is, is kind of, it's very, very late, but it will almost feel like the, the, the Ashes series of my youth where whereby it was, you know, they, they were the only test matches of the summer. Mm. Um, no disrespect to Ireland, of course, but you know it's kind of you haven't got this idea that there are two different series. There are going to be up to well, some seven, sometimes eight test matches mm-hmm. in the summer. Mm-hmm. Well, they would start um, mid June, wouldn't they? That was, yeah. that was when the and, test. And you'd, always, and you'd always have a week in between. I mean, yeah. that's, that's kind of unheard of nowadays. But it would be a, it would be spread out over the entire mm. summer. Yeah. Um, and because of the World Cup, you, you kind of got fifty over cricket. Brilliant that the blast will be weaving in and out of the out of the test matches and, and the ashes finishing up in August. You know, fingers crossed the the, the weather stays good. It is an utter bonanza for the for the cricket lover. And as I and I've I've been asked sort of you know this summer's what's going to happen? Who you know what's the uh, what's your take on on who's going to win what during the summer? I said well the only thing that I'm all that I'm actually interested in is whether or not cricket can kind of can win at being a, a proper. Mm-hmm. Um, front and centre sport during the okay. summer. If we can manage, um, you know, the the ECB, the ICC, um, television, radio, everything can kind of come up, step up to the plate, and and show the game um, in in its best possible light. The players will be doing their very best to do so. Um, can everybody else kind of give it the, the helping hand to make sure that it is front and centre and that it shows itself off as the great game that it is? Right. And if we do that, it's been a, it will have been an awesome summer. Um, if, if England win the world, if England win the World Cup, it's going to be hard for it not to be, <laughs> you know, 
that will be the, the icing on the cake. But I think this is such a massive opportunity for the sport. But no, you, 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 you're quite right, because we were talking to um, Tom Harrison on his, on his rare <coughs> appearance in front of the media um, earlier this year and asking what is the definition of, of success this summer. And, and he did not say that we, the winning is the definition of success, which is, which is unusual. Uh, you know, there, there, there's more at stake this summer than, mm. than just going home with the Ashes and, and, and the World Cup. It, it is... It is about putting on a show, the sort of show that England categorically failed to put on in the 1999 World Cup, yeah. for all the all the failing to failing to bring out the song in time reasons that we've we've been over ad nauseam. But I can't see England dropping the ball in that sense because yeah. they they know there's too much at stake. They they know they've got to make sure the the fan parks or whatever they may be or the or the big set piece occasions that that big up the moment. Uh, they've got to be absolutely nailed, and I'm 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 confident they've had a dry run with the. With two um, Champions Trophies in 13 and 17 that were both good events, um, yeah. and they, they they were ran as well as you could possibly hope at such an event to be run. And this is a, a proper carnival coming up uh, with mm. an Ashes to, to add on top of it. So, yeah, I, I think that the groundwork should be should not be left to chance. It hasn't been left to chance on the field. England are going in as 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 well as they possibly can be prepared, and I think the same will apply off the field. What could possibly go wrong? Precisely. As, Nothing. Uh, <laughs> has been uttered before on this pod, I'm sure. Um, well, I think we, we've covered the ground pretty well there. Uh, the summer lays stretched out ahead of us, full of possibility. We're just waiting for the Game of Thrones carnage to begin. My thanks to Butcher Miller. Let's do this again soon. This has been the Switch It podcast on ESPNCrickInfo.com.